live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, a podcast that can't wait for the sequel, PCP Puma, it's Sif Pop. <laughs> Welcome to Sif Pop Weekly, streaming live most Fridays are available to download later in your podcast feed, unless of course you're a patron. Yeah, the patrons get perks. <laughs> Yes, they do. Patrons get those perks. I'm sorry, you you killed you slayed me with PCP Puma. <laughs> I'm your host, Aaron Dicer, and he swears he studied at Vassar from 2012 to 2016. It's Andrew Ormsby, ladies and gentlemen. Sure, ahoy! <laughs> Each week we'll chat about movies, TV, and whatever else in the pop culture universe is on our minds. And please welcome our guest this week. He always has such good luck in nature. It's Dom Fisher, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. What up? Woo! What up? What up? What up? Happy to be here. Good yeah. to have you back, man. How have things been? What's what's going on? Uh, it's been a good time. The year's been decent. The weather's mad weird here, at least. Yeah, no, here it was too. Eighty-three yesterday, sixty-five today. I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, we 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 are typically where we're at. We're like a day ahead of you. Basically, what we get, you get like a day later. Right. And we went, we went from like sixty-eight to thirty-eight as the highs the next day like it was it, those 30 point swings slay me it's just like okay all right How it's all the it? aliens in the air yeah i just <laughs> i'm just like i what is you would think it would take like a giant storm to create that kind of change in no it's just a little bit of rain just a little bit of rain comes through <laughs> changes the temperature whatever um well it's good to have you back and we're excited to chat with uh with everyone today about a couple movies cocaine bear um produced by lord and miller uh and uh, directed by elizabeth banks and uh sharper from apple tv plus we're going to talk about those today uh we're going to do best ever bear movies for the uh, best ever challenge and then of course we'll uh we'll do a little buried treasure at the end as well um also want to remind you before we get into it do not forget to get your picks in for sposkers uh sposkers is coming up the weekend of the oscars and you can go to siftpop.com click on where it says sposkers and you can make your picks and then tune in live during the oscars for a watch along uh we go live on oscar night Watch the uh, the show with you, and then update in real time the leaders uh, and those kind of things. So um, we have a good time. Uh, since we've started doing this, the Oscars have had insane moments, and it's clearly because we we are uh, watching them live. I don't know if anybody will announce the wrong winner. I don't know if anybody will slap anybody this year, <laughs> but I do know we're going to have a good time. So. Uh, so yeah, we will catch you then. Uh, but wanted to remind you of that again. Go to sifpop.com and just click where it says Sposkers and get your picks in. Uh, all right, that's long enough to wait to get into Cocaine Bear. Uh, so let's do it. Let's talk a little bit about Cocaine Bear. Millions of dollars worth of cocaine fell from the sky this morning in Knoxville, Tennessee. There's more of this out there. They dumped it somewhere. I'm looking for my daughter. Forest is a dangerous place. Hey Henry, check it out. Something got into it. A deer, maybe. A lot of cocaine was lost. I need you to go and get it. No, 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 don't eat that, don't eat that. Let's see what kind of effect that has on An oddball group of cops, criminals, tourists, and teens converge in a Georgia forest where a 500-pound black bear goes on a murderous rampage after unintentionally ingesting 
cocaine. Uh, we are uh, going into this movie under the assumption that it is based on a true story. Uh, just to be clear, the true story is that cocaine did fall in the forest. A bear did eat a bunch of it and died immediately. Nothing else is true about what is uh, taking place in this movie. Uh, this, as mentioned, is a Lord & Miller production. Elizabeth Banks is directing it. You'll see Carrie Russell in there, as well as Alden Ehrenreich um, and Isaiah Whitlock and many others you may recognize. What did you guys think about Cocaine Bear? Did you like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay? Dom, kick us off. I was actually on the high side of like uh it's 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 crazy it's super crazy and just the fact that i get to say cocaine bear and no one can look at me crazy anymore it kind of feels good uh-huh right nice. uh Aaron. Andrew, did, did you like it uh love it dislike it hate it or it was just okay i really did not like it okay low side of didn't like it yeah close to hating it <laughs> Ooh, close to hating it. Dom really, really liking it. Well, who's who's there to break the tie? Anybody? Anybody want to break the tie on Cocaine Bear? Oh, Aaron, do you? I'm on the low side of just okay. Very close to not liking it. Uh, this movie didn't do it for me, um, but I don't think I felt as strongly negatively as it appears you do, Andrew. But Dom, you like it more than, than yeah. we do. Uh, so sing, sing its praises. Sing the praises of the bear. Uh, I think I just love the fact that it's purposely absurd. And anytime that I get like uh, kind of a raunchy ish type film with a, a kid saying things like we're Coquez now. Um, <laughs> I, I love it. It's <laughs> it likes, <laughs> I don't know what it is. Maybe it was, maybe I had a weird upbringing. I don't know. But, um, and, and of course, you know, it take part of it takes place in Tennessee, so I gotta represent for Tennessee a little mm -hmm. bit. There you um, go. And uh, no, I just really love that, like the the little gags that they do, like um, O'Shea's character, you know, being fresh, fresh shoes, new shirt, and then the, while he's trying to find cocaine in the woods, is constantly worried about, oh no, my favorite shirt, oh yeah. my new shoes. Mm -hmm. I love the little things like that. Um, and fun fact, um, the bear in real life, they named it Pablo Escobar. And you can go see it at the Fun Mall in Kentucky. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. It got stuffed. It did. Absolutely yeah. did. Did they, have, uh, like, did they put like a powdered sugar around his face? You know, <laughs> apparently people come and bring gifts to the bear and leave it at his feet. He's got a crown on his head. Wow. How uh, you said you're you're from Tennessee? Like, how close were you to like Chattahoochee and everything? Oh man, I'm 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 dead smack in the middle in Nashville. So all that stuff is like hours drive for me. Gotcha. Uh, but there is it does it's a story that does kind of make sense because a lot of people go vacation in Gatlinburg, which is up in the mountains, and black bears are seen all the time, and they normally don't do anything, which is kind of what makes this so funny. Like they yeah. say in the movie, black bears normally don't attack people, but this one happens to go on a rampage and slaughter as many people as he can find or she can yeah. find. Yeah. 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 How how Dom, how do you know it was, how do you know it was a female? How do you how do you know Cocaine Bear was a female? <laughs> you care to share? Uh we'll let you we'll let you find out in the movie. Um 
Yeah, I uh, I think this movie accomplishes what it sets out to accomplish. Unfortunately, I think it sells itself short. I think it's set up to set out to accomplish something that is just kind of mind numbing for me in many ways. Um, I I think if I'm going to give the movie props, uh, I have to give it props for a couple of scenes where its tone really jives with what it's doing. Uh, specifically, I think the bathroom fight scene is one of them. A scene that doesn't involve the cocaine bear, by the way, uh, but kind of works. And I think that has to do with the characters, the spirit of you know what they're doing there. And then the other one is uh, the park ranger office scene leading into the uh, EMS uh, scene. I think mm. that scene really works uh, too. And it goes, it allows the, because this movie is bonkers, right? Like, it's it's straight up bonkers. Really? It's inten- it's pretty tame. <laughs> it's, it's intentionally so. And if you're going to do that, I think you kind of have to uh, be able to match that to what's going on in the scene. The, the issue is, you know, a couple scenes out of context don't make a great movie. And so, like, as a movie experience, I just – I did not necessarily enjoy the experience. Um, Andrew, do you have anything positive to say about the movie or just some overall thoughts? Uh, it's it's interesting because going into this, I'm like, uh, <laughs> it's a movie about a, a, a bear that does cocaine. How do you mess that up? And then I left the theater going, how do you mess that up? <laughs> so <laughs> – uh yeah, I'm trying to uh search for anything positive. Uh okay, I'll say this. Uh Christian uh Convery, uh he played Henry the little kid. Mm-hmm. He was really really funny. Uh he was like probably the only like character I cared about because I don't think any of these characters are really well developed and if uh, and charm doesn't really carry anybody in this movie. So I don't feel any uh, like tension or like nervousness. Like, Oh, I really hope this person survives other than, you know, my basic want for humans not to be eaten by a giant bear, you know, Mm -hmm. but uh, I mean, but I kind of think the movie wants you to want humans to be eaten by a giant bear, right? Like, isn't, isn't, isn't the whole thing the movie is going for is to like, well, revel ex- in the in the grotesqueness and the violence and that I kind guess of stuff. I should say this because I don't think this is the movie I expected going in. Mm-hmm. I thought that the bear was going to be doing a whole bunch of funny stuff, you know, on cocaine. Um, but he does the exact same thing over and over and over again. It's I thought he was going to do that. I mean, he one- did snort a line off of a severed leg. That did happen. <laughs> like, yeah. You know. <laughs> but 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 I mean like Spoiler. that was he had a goal I guess you or she had a goal whatever you want to call it throughout the entire movie and it never changed and and it it, it never felt as original as that first time it just felt redundant and repetitive so yeah uh, I think that Henry was a funny character I think I think <laughs> several of the performers are doing fine. I just don't think they're given a lot to work with. I don't think Kerry Russell is bad in this movie. I just I wish she had been given more. I almost I almost wish the movie had chosen her storyline as like a central through line, right? Like if like we start with her, like end with her and we kind of follow her, you know, through the story and the other characters are around her, but that's not what the movie wants to do. It there wants isn't, yeah. The, it, it it just it it just wants to jump all over the place and you know go with whatever's going on and it's it, 
it's kind of confusing. I felt like it was kind of confusing. Yeah, at times. I, mentioned, I, I did mention that in my written review. I was like, you know, kind of what Andrew was saying, you don't really care about anybody. The story's all over the place. But I think for myself, I just wanted to see complete mayhem. And well, you got it. Yeah. Um, and, I, and, I, and there was a, a good balance for me for, between like, you know, a kill scene and immediately after there's like this moment of le- levity that kind of like doesn't make you feel as bad, like that this person just got demolished by a bullet or the bear itself. Did you feel like maybe, maybe I'm just missing it, but overall, did you feel like there was much humor that came from anything other than shock value? Like, was there, No. the the movie's just not really that funny once you eliminate the shock gore, you know, like that kind of thing. Which is Uh, why for me, after the first time, I'm like, okay, I've seen this already, you know, how many more times? But yeah, it's it's a shock humor, I guess you want to call it. Yeah, Um, I mean, it almost falls into the realm of like a a high budget Sharknado zombie. Snakes on a plane. Yeah, Yeah. 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 Yeah, it feels very much Snakes on a Plane, which is another movie I feel very similarly about that it just didn't, you know, quite work for me. Um, Also based on a true story. (laughs) Also based (laughs) on a true story. Probably even more true than this story. (laughs) Um, uh, Anything else uh, on the positive side of things, Dom, that you wanted to bring out before uh, Andrew starts tearing this movie apart? Oh, come on. (laughs) (laughs) I I I do think that they had something towards the end when other animals get close to finding drugs Mm -hmm. and they could have done something with that and they didn't as much as you thought they would. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, no, I I thought for me, at least, you know, I came in with the mindset of like, this is Johnny Knoxville making a movie. This is all the jackass guys going, Hey, let's write a film and you go see this with a bunch of bros and possibly partake in something beforehand and just have, you know, a, a good pop, popcorn flick time. Yeah. Yeah. I thought O'Shea was was good. I thought Alden Ehrenreich was good. Um, it's not a, a kind of role I've really seen him in before. And I, I like that. I think he's a good actor. Margot Martindale, uh, you know, is kind of playing uh, a, a really interesting part in this. So I don't think it was I don't think it was the acting. I really do think it was the script. I just think the script is is um it's just not formulated to be a good movie. It's formulated to be a certain type of experience and that is to me a fault because you can do both. They are not mutually yeah. exclusive. You can deliver this experience and also carry through lines with themes, interesting things to say. Um is this movie making any kind of point? Is this movie saying anything? Yeah. Don't feed cocaine to animals. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Honestly, look, and to, to your point, if someone like um, Seth Rogen had mm-hmm. his hands on this, it might have been more in-depth and somewhat had a point to make. But like you said, this was it's for shock value. Yeah. Yeah. Just some some sort of focus. I, it's it's yeah. interesting to me, though, because the movie starts with old 80s uh, anti-drug PSAs. Right. And I'm old enough that I remember those oh, yeah. when they were on Saturday morning cartoons. Like, yeah. I, I remember that stuff. Um, but it, and at that point, I'm going, OK, so maybe there's going to be this overarching kind of 
point that it's making about the drug war or anything. It's like, nope, completely drops. <laughs> There's not even a hint of anything, you know, uh, going that direction. Uh, it's just terrible people trying to find the cocaine and other non-terrible people trying to escape the bear. Do we know how... Uh if Ray Liotta was able to finish the entire film or did they have to sure. work around some stuff and maybe that could be why certain aspects don't click completely. It could be. I have not researched that. Absolutely. I have not researched that. Um, it is, it, it was an interesting emotion. I felt at the end when it said in, in loving yeah. memory of Ray, Ray Liotta, yeah. I was like, or for yeah. Ray Liotta or whatever. I was like, I, and you're going to do him like that in the movie and then say in yeah, loving memory. I know <laughs> because, because there's a world, there's a world for a lot of people who watch this movie who may not even realize he's passed on and think that's a joke. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, like there, there, there is a world true. where somebody sees that and laughs, right? That's because true. you know, it's like, Oh, haha. Like, you know, he died in the movie. Uh, but, I it's so it's just it's a weird movie to put that tag on uh, right after it, it finishes up for sure that was yeah. a little weird to me. Uh, Andrew, some uh, some thoughts. Uh, I don't think this movie is paced well at all, and I think it's because we have so many different story arcs that we're trying to keep track of that it feels it has to give each and every single one of them uh, its its time. Uh, it 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 just doesn't. It just doesn't flow. It's it's edited like somebody who was on cocaine. Um, <laughs> it just goes, oh, I got to tell this story. Oh, now we got to go back to this one. Um, so, yeah, uh, performances. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you, Aaron. I don't think that it's any actor's fault. I think it's more of like what they were given. Because if you look at each of these characters, honestly, like look each and every single one of them. They have one defining factor about them. And that's all the character development yeah. they have. Yeah. Carrie Russell's a nurse. Alden Ehrenreich is uh, sad because of his wife. O'Shea likes clean clothes. Ray Liotta likes drugs. Isaiah Whitlock Jr., who is the detective who wants a dog. Uh, is that your is that your single like character arc? Or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, painting rocks or getting the girl or falling in love with the other park ranger guy? Uh, yeah, it's just like, they every single one of them is like, here's your one thing. Uh, you're a real person now. You're a real boy. Uh, and it just didn't work for me at all. I want to find something good to say about this movie. But nothing either stood out like impressively enough for me to say this. Or I just didn't like it. Well, you mentioned that the characters being so shallow. That creates very shallow moments. Like there's there's a moment in this movie where a character all of a sudden is uh, a bad guy, not a good guy. I don't know how to say that without spoiling too much, and I hope you know who I'm talking about. Um, and it comes out of nowhere, and it's almost like I don't even – It's it, it came so far out of nowhere, I was almost like, wait, is the movie saying what I think it's saying? Is it, it – like, you know, uh, and so – because there's not any investment in any kind of through lines, that kind of stuff just comes off as almost confusing um, many times. The other thing, even with the exuberance and extremeness of the violence or the kills or whatever you want to talk about, I'm not so sure the effects in this movie are all that good. Um, oh, the bear is very the bear gummy. The bear is terrible at times. Um, yeah, it's very uh, gummy. 
it's and and I get it. I I you know visual effects are hard right now, uh, and visual Thanks, effects Marvel. artists are are overworked <laughs> for sure. Uh, but it's yeah for for a movie that whose one card is you know look at the crazy bear murdering people. It didn't do a great job at making me believe that that was an actual crazy bear murdering people. Um, so so yeah. Yeah. Um, Dom, did you have any other things, maybe negatives about the movie that you wanted to mention or anything, actually? Uh, I mean, I guess uh, the one thing I, I did that kind of stayed with me was the the CGI of the bear. I, I, you know, I can suspend, you know, belief, and, mm-hmm. but it did kind of give me the Joe versus Carol effect. Uh, we, I don't know if you watched the series on, I think it was on Peacock, and all the animals kind of looked the exact same way. And you're like, I mean, I get it, but like, I kind of want it to look better. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the best, I think the best the bear looked was coming out of the shadow. And oh, then, yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> probably the again, best He shot. was coming out of shadow. That's how you, fu- exactly. that's how you hide bad <laughs> <Yeah>. CGI. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's probably my biggest issue. All right. Um, I think we can wrap up. I think uh, if there's one final thing that you guys have that you want to mention about uh, Cocaine Bear, now would be the time. Um, Two mid-credit scenes. Two mid-credit scenes. That is correct. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Dom, any final thoughts? Uh, Don't give cocaine to your pets. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. How much? How much do you do? I think a spoonful. I think a teaspoonful. I think you eat it. Oh my goodness! When they, I was like, "Oh no, 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 no!" I can't believe they went through with that scene. Yeah, it, it, this is not a movie where I I think I'm I able to say that sentence uh, with a straight face. Uh, I can believe this movie would go through with any scene uh, yeah. for sure. Uh, all right, there you, there you go. That is Cocaine Bear. Uh, it is uh, not a recommend from Andrew or I, but it sounds like uh, Dom uh, would recommend. And I imagine in a way of, hey, if you want to go see a poorly rendered bear kill people, uh, I know the movie for you. Uh, it's called The Revenant. It's called The Revenant. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, let's move on to the next movie. Let's talk a little bit about Sharper. you doing here? Just wanted to say hi. Had a good time. All right, cool. See you around, Dad. I always assumed my son would inherit all this. He doesn't have the fortitude. He's weak. Whoever said money can solve your problems must not have had enough money to solve them. You like him a little bit. Of course I like him. He's a billionaire. A small, wealthy family in New York City gets progressively torn apart by secrets, lies, and the theft that orchestrates all of it. Uh, Sharper is on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, it is Julianne Moore, Sebastian Stan, um, Justice Smith and Brianna Mid- uh, Middleton, and John Lithgow, kind of the, the main five characters in this movie. Um, what did you guys think about Sharper? Did you like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay? Um, Andrew, kick us off. Low side of okay, teetering on high side. I didn't like it. Okay. Uh, Dom, like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay? I thought it was just okay. Just okay. Unfortunately. I get to be the cheerleader on this one. Um, I I was really close to loving this movie uh, until the end. 
And even then, I really, really like this movie. Um, I think a lot of that, and I'll, I'll go ahead and talk a little bit about that. I think a lot of that has to do with this is just the kind of movie that really hits well for me. Um, because you're dealing with structure, you're dealing with um, mystery, you're dealing with con, you know uh, cons and... Um, Long cons and short cons and wide cons, (laughs) narrow cons, wide cons. Yes, cons. Um, Would you con inside a box? Would you con with a fox? Uh, You know all of that. Uh, And that's that's just always going to appeal to me. I just I have a thing for this kind of movie. I really like the structure of this movie. It really spoke. I think it's. I think because I kind of sometimes want to take a like a, a wide view. And think of how you write something like this. I think it's structured really, really well. Um, there are some negatives I'll talk about about the end that, that did kind of keep me from loving it for sure. But um, but I really, really enjoyed uh, watching this movie. I thought the performances were good, um, and I had a really uh, good time with it. I really like Justice Smith. I really like. Yeah, he's good. I really like him. I I, I want to see him in a lot of things. Um, and, and he's uh, really good in this one. Um, I feel like I've talked a little bit. Uh, what do you guys have to say? Uh, Dom, what are some of your general thoughts? So I uh, I uh, initially loved where it was going. Like the, the first act moved so smoothly. Yeah. And it unfolded really well. Um, I think the, for me, like, and say, like, I love the structure of how it was going. The only thing for me is that when you get a movie like this, you start, you know, guessing in your head, and as sure. you, as something like kind of off the wall happens, your brain goes, "Oh, I bet this happens because that, 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 and that," and then you end up kind of guessing. Sure, putting like, the pieces together. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. even if it's something that seems out of left field, and I think that's where it loses me, especially I think um, the meetup scene where they go meet with the and the truck mm-hmm. pulls up, and yep. I'm like. I already kind of knew what happened, and I was like, "Sure, dang, I, I hated that I was right because I didn't want to be able to guess what was going on." Um, but initially, yeah, I loved what was going. The performances are great, and I I do like a good grift film. It kind of felt like a um, more realistic. Um, what's the magician like? Now, now you see me. Uh, oh, interesting. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it kind of felt like to me. Um. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a very like I love the moodiness of it, and the long con is great. That that long con is like oh, oh, all right. But yeah, I, I just hate that I that that's my biggest pet peeve was just the I kind of guessed everything beforehand, and I, I was, it kind of took me out a little bit. It's an. I think we've talked about this before. It's an interesting thing to guess where a movie's going and to figure out if that's something to hold against a movie or right. not, right? Because sometimes you just get lucky and guess things. Sometimes the movie is sloppy and reveals things it probably shouldn't reveal. Uh, other other times it's intentional. The movie doesn't mind that you're with it, you know. And right. I think many times I try to think of it in terms of is the movie. Am I, do I know things the movie intentionally wants me to know? Do I know things the movie is trying to intentionally hide from me? And if so, why do I know them? And is that the movie's fault? But it can get really nuanced and complex to try to figure out how to hold it, you know, uh, yeah. hold that kind of stuff against a movie. Uh, I, I also was 
pretty sure I knew exactly where this was going pretty early on. Yeah, I think yeah. uh, because there are some things the movie does, even in the first act, that uh, really kind of laid the path pretty clearly for me as to where we were going. Um, and uh, because of that, I think I was able really quickly just to um, admire the structure and the plotting and the performances and how we got there as opposed to, you know, try to think of uh, where we were going. Is that what the movie wanted? I actually don't think so. I think it wants to it's, hide those secrets. Yeah. And I, I just think it's impossible. I think this, it's almost like the structure is too good for it to actually hide what, what it wants to hide. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Andrew, some thoughts. Well, uh, I learned uh, two things about myself from this movie. Uh, the the answer is yes. I would make apparently an excellent confidence man because <laughs> I believe it. I believe because it. a I knew every single every single uh, reveal. I guess you could say I'm trying mm-hmm. to be as bland as possible. I, I knew every single reveal before it happened, mm-hmm. and so I'm like, okay, I could be really good at planning a, a really good long con and. Then the second thing I learned about myself is I would be the best confidence man because apparently every single confidence person in the world is the best person to pull a confidence con on. <laughs> because You're touching on my least favorite thing of, of the movie, by the way. It's my biggest negative in, about the end. Is it incompetence um, porn? Is that what you would call it? <laughs> in, in, con, in No, not incontinence. That's something totally in, different. Incompetence. Uh, incompetence yeah. porn. Yeah, yeah, I mean, exactly. it, I mean, or I don't know what you would call. It. It's like people get fooled that shouldn't have been fooled. That's uh, it. In yeah. in you know, it's a really big flaw of the movie uh, at the end, and it's what keeps me from loving the movie. I, I think it's a flaw in the script. Um, and there, there is a the movie tries to make it understandable. It gives us a couple conversations about why people are conned, and then shows us how the people that probably shouldn't have been conned fall into that trap. Like the movie lays the path for us to suspend our disbelief. It just it's it's just not enough, um, in my opinion. And the way that this movie is uh, broken down, I guess you could say. Um, really hindered my ability to care about anybody because the way the movie is set up is in such a way where it shows you, you know, like from a different point of view and stuff. But the, every single time there was uh, uh, showing me the actions of something it was like, Oh, so is this movie just basically saying, don't be mad at the person that screwed you over because there's a possibility they were screwed over at some other point in their life too, so it's okay. Um, I know that's. that's the, I know. The, I know that's not what the movie's oh, trying okay. to say. I know this, but that thought went through my head. Um, right. What I think this movie's trying to say is, you can't con an honest man. I think that's what the movie's trying to say is that. Uh, that I think the movie is actually saying the opposite of that. I think the bad people in the movie believe that. I think the movie lands on the opposite of that, which is that there is something actually more valuable about being the honest man um, than the con. So, yeah. Yeah, well, I guess that's... I was trying to say the same thing in just a different yeah, way. Sure, um, sure. But yeah, uh, performances, I think Sebastian Stan is weird in this movie. Oh, you don't like him? No, I don't. Uh, there's something about that character. Like, 
the way that I've seen him portray, you know, confident, charming, charismatic. I'm thinking fresh or mm-hmm. is it fresh or flesh? I can't remember. Fresh. Uh, fresh. fresh. Okay. Uh, either one could work for that movie. Uh, <laughs> so good. Um, but uh, I've seen him play that, you know, that charismatic, charming guy. And here, his, his, him trying to portray stoicism just felt bland and like a un, fully realized an unfully realized character like he had moments where he was great like the scene where he uh broke in to fake that fight with the girl you know mm-hmm. like that was great that was that was really good and i would have believed it i'm not gonna lie <laughs> but uh uh yeah other than that i think that he him his character was just very uh meh for me Interesting. I didn't mind it so much. Um, I thought he was good. I think his character, uh, Max, the Max character, is kind of the linchpin of the movie in many ways. Because if you are going to have any doubt in this movie, it is around the Max character. Because the movie is the most, and maybe this is what you didn't connect to, the movie is the most nebulous about his character. The movie is the, wants to leave him as the one where you're going, oh, there's nuance here. I'm not sure if he's just actually that hardened and cynical or if he's hurting or like the the movie allows you uh space to try to figure out who max is because they want max to be the linchpin at the end where you're not sure exactly you know what's going on without being too spoilery mm, um, i did not pick up on that because i was so entrenched in this uh, i know i'm talking forever sorry guys uh no you're good no because I, w- I felt like the movie had me so entrenched in this idea of there's always a bigger fish mm-hmm. you know so i never really allowed myself to uh care about anybody because i was gonna say okay well they're gonna do something and then in the end you know blah 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 so i never since apparently everybody in the world is a confidence man i don't trust anybody (laughs) so if anything happens to them i don't care it's kind of the same issue i had with cocaine bear but styled differently this isn't a, a lack of substance for a character it's a lack of trust for a character like I, I'm, I'm afraid to trust anybody in this movie. So when something happens, I, I don't retroactively go all oh, that sad. Yeah, I, I think. Go ahead, Dom. I was gonna say I think that's kind of what I like, though, mm. is the fact that um, it kind of makes you think about all the rom coms you've seen. They could easily be turned into. Is there ever really a meet cute that actually really happens, or are you always being conned by somebody? Whether it's con for a dinner, con for gifts, con for whatever, is it ever really like honest and, oh, we bumped and we brushed hands because she dropped her whatever and then we started dating and then we broke up but you realize I spent $10,000 on gifts on her. and You know what I mean? So it makes (laughs) it feel like, like you said, you can't trust anyone because in real life, can you really trust anyone? Well, very your, very early on, before the movie reveals its hand, even the line is, "How do I know this is real?" You know, and that's yeah. you're right. The movie is is that's one of the themes that it's that's really dealing with. How do you know what is real, um, relationally or uh, the world around you? Have either of you seen the Brothers Bloom? It was Ryan Johnson's second movie that he made. It has been a long time since I've seen it. So this kind of falls into the same pit. A pithole that I associate with Brothers Bloom of the conception of it all. Mm-hmm. 
just wears down and the uh I love that you accidentally created a real word uh conception but yeah. uh but yes continue <laughs> con dash exception or I'm hyphenating it like we did last uh-huh. week yeah um yeah but the 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 con dash exception of it all just got played out for me after a while and it was the thing I loved most about the movie. So that makes sense that if that if that doesn't work, if it for doesn't you, work for you, then it's really not going to work for you because the movie hinges on it, right? And and to me, it's the thing that saves the movie from being the typical oh, I've kind of got figured out everything that's going on here. Let's just get to the end. Is the interesting and I believe fresh way it's telling the story. Mm. Um, as mentioned, that telling the story that way has its drawbacks because I think it makes it even more obvious where you're going. I think it's, if you're paying attention, I don't know how you get through the first section of this movie without knowing exactly, if, if nothing else, where our allegiance will lie by the end of this. Um, it's 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 just, it's really good at that. Uh, and for me, <laughs> that, that whole structure allowed me to just admire. So I just admired this movie all the way through. But... Like you said, in the first blah, blah, blah minutes, we know exactly where our allegiances lie. And then we don't see that allegiance-lying character until the very end of the movie. So the- I, I mean, about two-thirds. But yeah, in, in that reveal, I mean, I knew it was coming. It was one of most of the reveals that I knew was coming. But yeah. um, but there's there's enough time to bring that character back and to, you know, to really figure out what's going on. See, what you don't know is the real con is the funeral was fake. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Okay. You, you make a joke dumb, but do you know a movie that I think really does this type of, uh, conning the con, conning the con, conning the con Mm -hmm. wild things because wild things is making a mockery of, that type of, you know, the reveal, like it, it gets silly with itself. You know, you, you think you're getting into this, you know, like sexy, crazy romance movie. And then all of a sudden Bill Murray shows up and you're like, wait, what is this movie I am watching now? But I think that that's a, that's a, I think that having the movie be self-aware of its, uh, tone really elevates a movie that deals with this type of format. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can understand that. Um, any other thoughts? Dom, do you have any other thoughts on uh, sharper? Um, it made me think like, have I been con before? I, I don't, was that that kid that I gave money for basketball? Was it really for basketball? <laughs> I don't, <laughs> was this candy actually from some organization or he just buy it at the dollar store? I don't, I don't know. See, guys, I wanted to tell you about this great business opportunity. If you get five people to sign up, <laughs> just five people. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it, it's a valid question, and I think the answer is sure. We've all been conned, and uh, at some level or not, there, there are people conning who don't really – they wouldn't put it that way, but they, you know, interior, you know, if they were to self-examine themselves more, would realize they are, you know um, – doing something false to receive something they want. Uh, you know, you mentioned relationships, uh, you know, figuring that stuff out in relationships is, is really difficult. Um, 
because it, at our essence, we're all selfish. We, I mean, we, you know, we are all literally the center of our world. Everywhere I go, there I am. You know, like I, I, I am the most important thing in my own world, just by definition. Um, so there, that is a hard thing to shake the idea of, of that. And so because of that, we have, whether it be subconscious or conscious, um, opportunities, uh, to use others. And when you use somebody, technically you're calming them. Um, so, you know, I've and, been conning Andrew, Aaron Andrew, for, I've been conning Aaron for eight years to make him think I know what I'm doing. I, I was, it was so funny as I was just getting ready to make that joke. I was going to, I was just going to say, uh, Andrew has been doing this podcast without pay for eight years in a row. Like, how did I do that? Like, how did I, how did I do that? Uh, so, you know, um, when yeah, people so, get paid. <laughs> no, well, I guess you're right. I guess, I guess technically, there there is the uh, the our supporters on uh, on Patreon uh, pay for our ability to broadcast and to put stuff on the website. But yeah, uh, but yeah, that's, that's a, that's about I was gonna it. say, um, what, what would my monthly salary be? The high five that I get at the very end of this. <laughs> we could just we could have the next you know uh, whatever fifty dollars a month, hundred dollars a month that comes in for for membership. We could pay. Andrew Ormsby fund, uh, you know, do it in that way. So I say all that just to say everything can feel like a con if you think about it in a certain way. And I think we just kind of have to deal with that uh, just as the human species um, and the way that we interact with each other. So, so yeah, there you go. Uh, Any other thoughts, final thoughts, one last thing. No post criticism. No, nothing. Dom, you got anything else you want to talk about? Uh, Nah, I think that's it. Actually, really uh, quick, Dicer, I am curious. What was yeah. it like specifically about the ending of this movie that didn't work for you? Because you said predictability wasn't a factor in it. No. In fact, predictability uh, became kind of a positive for me yeah. as yeah. as I uh, got about halfway through this. Because once I kind of knew where we were going, I got to just sit back and go, okay, how are we getting there? Show it to me. Show it to me. How'd they do it? Show it to me. You know, like, and that can be kind of fun and exciting, right? No, I, I think I mentioned that my biggest problem with the ending is how somebody whose entire life is to be Grift. an intricate con person and a grifter, uh, you know, uh, would have the wool pulled over their, their eyes. Um, not just, you know, one, two, three people or, or whatever, um, so th- there, there's plenty about the ending that I just I don't think it would have would have gone that way. Um, yeah, in many different ways, I could probably list half a dozen different ways that this ending probably doesn't make a lot of sense. I think it's fun. I think it works for the script. Like you know, for a movie, it works fine. For the real world, it doesn't. And finding how that balance is uh, sometimes distracting. So, um, so that's my problem with the end. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, I totally agree. That's my biggest issue. Wrong people getting conned all the time. Uh, all right. Let's, uh, before we move on, we mentioned the uh, Patreon if you want to support. Very much appreciated. You can check it all out. Support starts at three bucks a month. Uh, that is at patreon.com slash Uh Andrew has taken over the Sifpop members only pre-show. <laughs> Uh, I made him think like it was his own idea, even. Like, that's how good I am at conning him. I made yes. him feel like it was his own idea. Uh, he does the members-only pre-show now and is bringing back some old uh, segments, uh, whether it be the... Um, uh, the Sif Quest, Sif Quest, Do We Care. Do We Care, all sorts Sif of fun Pop, stuff going on. All the goodies. Uh, stuff going on there. So check that out for our members only at patreon.com slash Pop. All right, best ever challenge time, guys. Uh, we're going to do best ever bear movies. Pretty 
I mean, you can broaden this category enough to to kind of fit what you want. Um, but the bear should play a fairly prominent role in the movie, at least. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys? We'll go number five to number one, and of course, if you've got it higher, make sure and mention it so that we will. Trump. Uh, we will trump that, and uh, we will wait to talk about it to whoever has it at the highest. Um, I'll kick us off with my number five. Let's do it. I have at number five, The Muppet Movie. Um, Foggy Bear? Or Fozzy Fozzy, Bear? Fozzy Bear. Yeah. As opposed to Fuzzy Bear. It's Fozzy Bear. Uh, So, yes, I really enjoy The Muppet Movie. It would be easy enough to do Muppet's Christmas Carol if I wanted to. I like both of them pretty much the same. But I usually go with Muppet Movie because it was the first. And it kind of proved, you know, was a proof of concept uh, for this kind of movie. And uh, is really impressive stuff. So... Uh, really dig the Muppet movie. That is my number five. Uh, Dom, why don't you go next? What's your number five? My number five is Ted. Same. Hmm. Oh, nice. You both had Ted at five. <laughs> I had an honorable mentions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I have a soft spot for, you know, raunchy, super high, vulgar type movies. That's just, it's that, that's my popcorn film. That's the one I want to sit around with my friends and, you know, those are the ones that end up being the quotable things that you say back to your buddies out of context that no one understands. Um, and then when you get like this overly done, over the top, uh, thick Boston accent, it's just hilarious to me. It is funny. Ted is it is a really funny movie. Uh, it took me off guard how much I enjoyed Ted. Um, it's, yeah. it's very, very funny. Uh, Andrew, did you have anything you wanted to say about it at number five? Uh, no, but just to clarify, my entire list is going to be a little bit different from yours because my my list is a movie predicated around bears, not just like featuring a bear in it. So okay. just wanted to clarify that for my list moving forward. As okay. for Ted, totally agree. The New England uh, accent on a teddy bear it's like the exact opposite of everything that sounds adorable. It's <laughs> it's such a funny movie. And Mark Wahlberg is great in that movie, too. Like, if he's not selling those interactions with Ted, the movie doesn't work. So, yeah. I like it a lot. And I really want to know how he did that rapid fire of the names. I feel like that's impossible. Oh, the Tammy. Timberland, Tina. Timberland. Yeah. I don't know how he did it. <laughs> he, hey, I mean, yeah, he's a rapper, so. That's didn't true. you didn't you watch Sharper Practice? It's all, it's all <laughs> right. in the practice. Yeah, you can learn a language in like six months. Uh, you can learn a language in six months if you do absolutely nothing else. <laughs> possibly, possibly. Uh, all right, let's do our number fours. Yeah. Uh, my number four is Annihilation uh, with the Nightmare Bear. Uh, oh God, that is the <laughs> best way to describe that thing. That is a nightmare bear. Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> yeah, the screaming bear from Annihilation. Uh, I love this movie. Um, yeah, I I really really think it's uh, it's trying very very uh, hard to do some very very difficult things, and I think it succeeds. Uh, and uh, it, that a movie can be so much uh, symbolism and metaphor, and at the same time still uh, make sense as a, a dramatic plot is. Uh, a real interesting thing for me. So yeah, I really dig Annihilation. Um, that is my number four. I need to watch that one again. It's one of those movies I know every single time I watch it, I'll find something different to love about mm-hmm. it each and every time. Yeah. yeah. Dom, what do you got at uh, number four? I have 
Kung Fu Panda. Oh, nice. Nice. Man, I didn't even think of that one. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I remember, uh, I think when it came out, I was uh, working at an after-school program with a bunch of kids. We all watched it, and it was at a Taekwondo. So the, it just made it, it heightened it that much more for me. Everyone loves Jack Black, and I don't know what it is about that movie. Like, this year, you know, this past year's Puss in Boots, that it just was like a height <clears throat> of animation at that time, and the way the movie unfolds. And uh, and then incorporating all the different kung fu styles, like it's just so much fun. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Kung Fu Panda is the original is a good movie. Andrew, what's your uh, number four? This is where I have a movie called The Edge. Oh yeah, I had that yeah. honorable mentions. Um, we're going to be talking about a movie later on. I'm just going to spoilers. I think everybody knows the Revenant's going to be on at least somebody's list. <laughs> um, but I think, and everybody talks about the one scene in The Revenant is the bear attack scene and how violent and horrific it is. I think that the bear attack in The Edge is so much more terrifying and horrible than in The Revenant. It's mm. just it's just so horrible. It gave me nightmares for so long. I was so scared of Grizzlies after that movie. Uh, but no, Anthony Hopkins is great, and so is uh, Alec Baldwin. Uh, yeah. It's about a plane, or a, yeah, a plane crash in Alaska and trying to survive in the wilderness against a man-eating bear. That is the edge at number four for Andrew. We'll go yeah. on to our number threes. Uh, might get trumped here. I have Paddington two at number three. The second one, okay. Yes, uh, I know what that means. Uh, yeah, Paddington two is uh, not only my favorite movie. Um, but it's Nicolas Cage's favorite movie, and that's really all that matters uh, at the end of the day. Uh, no, guys, these movies are so my jam. Like, the Paddington movies are so good and so much fun and so wholesome and so optimistic. And I just I dig that stuff. Give me an optimistic bear. Uh, so I got Paddington 2 at my number three. Uh, Dom, what's your number three? At number three, I have Without a Paddle. Oh, okay. oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> I don't have to outrun the bear. I just have to outrun you. <laughs> uh, no matter how many times that movie comes on TV, every time I see it, I have to watch it. Mm-hmm. I love a good buddy film. And just the whole D.B. Cooper thing is interesting, but that bear scene, well, I mean, really the bears kind of lingers around throughout the whole entire movie. Um, yeah. It's great. And I mean, it, we all wonder like, okay, if we're with our buddies and there's a bear happening, we all have that one friend where you're like, look, man, you, you're just him. not, <laughs> yeah, you're just not fast enough. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, great movie. Uh, it's one of those ones that you don't, you don't want to call it a guilty pleasure because I don't feel bad about loving that movie, but it's, um, it's in that, that realm of It's simple pleasure. humor, but yeah, it works. Yeah. 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 Good call. Uh, Andrew, what's your number three? Uh, the first Paddington. Uh, okay. All yeah. right. Uh, I think I like, <clears throat> even though I think that Hugh Grant just slays the second movie, it's mm-hmm. so good. I think that overall, I think the uh, the family dynamic that, you know, the entire first movie is predicated upon is really the big selling point for me. I think that it is just like trying to see a little bear find a place to belong is the most adorable thing that I could possibly imagine. Little bear cub. Mm-hmm. Hey, he just yeah. wants to eat marmalade and, uh, you know, have a good family. 
Yep. All right. Paddington at number three for Andrew. All right. Yeah. Our number twos. Yep. Uh, I have Toy Story 3 at number two uh, with uh, Lotso uh, as yep. the key villain. One of the, the best Toy Story villains, in my opinion. Where's your human uh, now? Uh, has maybe the most emotionally impacting scene Pixar's ever done in the uh, the <laughs> they all the, take their hands just yeah like. yeah uh, so Toy Story three uh, is my number two really dig that film um, <laughs> Dom what is your number two uh, the animated Jungle Book good call Baloo. good call yeah yeah I mean the song alone maybe want to put it number two I remember watching as a kid and just. The Bare Necessities. I mean, that was everything. To this day, I still scratch my back on anything that's... Yeah, anything that's kind of bright. Oh. Um, I think that had a, a large impact <laughs> on me as a child. And, I mean, to this day. Yeah, just forget yeah. about your worries and your strife, man. <laughs> I'm right there yep, with you it now. was uh, f- somehow... I have no idea why, but it was a nickname I picked up in high school, Baloo. Baloo? People called me Baloo, yeah. So I don't know why. Cool. You're yeah. a big guy, Aaron, and, and bears it. are big. Must be. It. <laughs> Must be it. Uh, Andrew, what's your number two? Uh, documentary, Grizzly Man. Yeah, I had it my honorable mentions. It's a good choice. I mean, why? <laughs> why would you ever think that's a good idea? I'll, okay, I'll tell you this. <clears throat> Should the guy have ever been out there? Absolutely 100% not. Did he raise a whole bunch of awareness, <clears throat> you know, for like the endangered species of Kodiaks and everything. Absolutely. Yeah. He, he, there is no doubt in my mind. He loved those bears with everything in his soul. You know, he was a very caring person, mm-hmm. but he was reckless. He put somebody else in danger and they died. And I had to listen to Werner Herzog tell me for two hours, do not listen to this tape. You need to burn this tape. It will bring you nothing but pain if you listen to this tape. <laughs> but yeah, it's a fascinating, it's with everything else, it's a absolutely fascinating documentary. I mean, if you, uh, if you ask my wife, death by bear is the way to go. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, she loves I, bears. I, She's I, like, take me out of just gonna go ahead and disagree. <laughs> yeah. Just gonna go ahead and. Uh, right. I'm gonna go on my list of ways to die. I'm gonna put mauling like way down the list. Just way down. There's gonna be way too much awareness and pain uh, in in that kind of death. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. On to our number ones. Yeah. Uh, and mine is the Revenant. Yeah. Uh, Same. So yeah. Uh, Dom yours is also the Revenant. <laughs> yep. Andrew? Yep. Hey, it's unanimous. Yeah. The Revenant is our number one. Uh, and even though the, that scene only happens in the very beginning of the movie, the entire film is predicated on that one scene. If that mm-hmm. doesn't happen, the movie doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, the movie's so good. It's so intense. I can't believe he only used natural lighting in that it's movie. So like, wild. It's so wild. It's wild. In a place so of the talented. world where the lighting, like natural lighting, is so unpredictable. Yeah. Yeah, it's I I that movie blows me away in so many ways. Leo's awesome in it. Um uh everybody's awesome in it. It's yeah. it's it, it's it's one of those it just it is a it just owns you. It just owns you from start to finish and uh every time I've watched it I've had the same uh compulsion, compelling. It's just so compelling uh, to watch. 
I haven't really, I think I've only seen it twice. I don't, it's not a movie I could really see myself watching again, just seeing a guy go through the worst. Usually when I've seen a movie like that more than once, and I've seen this movie probably four times, I think, four or five, uh, usually it's because I want somebody else to watch it. So I'll sit down and watch it with them kind yeah. of thing. That's usually uh, why that happens. Um, Dom, some thoughts on Revenant? This is the f- first movie in my life that I shushed somebody in the theater. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, was, I remember being like fully engulfed in the film and I hear, I think it might have been like a little bit of talking and some popcorn and I'm in my head like, I wish you would. I'm about to come over there. <laughs> I'm about to go grizzly on you. It's so good. And I, and, and I, uh, previously, me and my buddies had done a podcast titled Who's Better Than Leo? Giving him praise on how much we loved him and why mm-hmm. hasn't he won any kind of awards or anything. Then this movie comes out and we're like, yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, Andrew, some thoughts. Yeah, uh, it's it's uh, it's a what would you call it a uh, uh, it's a feat. It's a it's a masterpiece, but it's a feat in filmmaking to mm-hmm. have a movie sure. done like this. Uh, uh, it, he's an artist, artist. Uh, so yeah, I expect nothing less than an entertaining movie whenever I watch one of his films, and this did not disappoint. It's crazy, Hugh Glass. You know. You could tell people like, oh, this is based on a true story. They're like, yeah, yeah right. And you're like, no, this is this is based on a true story. The only difference is he didn't go to kill those guys. He went to forgive them. So it's a. Uh, I would be interested to see that movie too. It's truer than Cocaine Bear. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, there you go. There's our top five. Any honorable mentions? Dom, did you have any others you wanted to mention? I did until you said Toy Story three, and I was like. Yes, that <clears throat> definitely should have mm-hmm. been somewhere on my list because, you know, I don't cry or nothing like that because I'm tough. <laughs> it's you okay, know? Dom. You can. You can cry. But it's that okay. movie, Jesus. Uh, Andrew? Yeah, I had a couple. I'll just throw out every single iteration of the Jungle Book, whether it be mm-hmm. Mowgli sure. or the Carrie Elwes one or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Fox and the Hound. Yep. Love yeah, this too, movie. Yeah. And yeah. uh it it the movie's not fully about the bear, but there's bear in it, and then just like that, Anchorman at the very end where they all jump in the bear pit, and mm-hmm. and then we see Steve Carell riding one, and he says it's like a big furry tractor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I will also mention Midsommar that has uh, oh, a very specific bear yeah. scene. Um, I don't remember that I, scene, Aaron. Uh, you know, it's probably for you, the best okay. for your your psychology. Um, <laughs> the uh, the movie Brigsby Bear. Have you guys seen Brigsby Bear? Brigsby. Uh, I, I would recommend it. Uh, it's really really interesting. Uh, Brave, another Pixar movie. Uh, definitely. I, features I a bear. still have not seen that movie. Um, and then I wanted to mention Prey. Uh, Prey has a good bear scene uh, in it as well uh, from this year. So I thought I'd throw that one out there. Uh, I do too. love so there you go. Brigsby Bear. Some oh, is it the uh, Kyle Mooney and uh, yes, Matt Walsh Kyle movie? Kyle Mooney, yes. Okay. Yep, that's the one. All right, we'll add that to my watch list. All right, let's move on to Buried Treasure, guys. What's that one thing in any area of pop culture that you want to make sure people know about? Uh, Dom, you're our guest, so you will go last. Andrew, kick us off. I'm going to go with a docu-series that just came out on Netflix. It's called Full Swing. 
I don't know if you guys have watched it yet or not. I haven't watched it, but I've heard about <clears> it. <throat> Holy crap, it is incredibly good. Now, I do need to say I am at the bare minimum of what would be considered a golf fan. Like, I play three or four times a year, and then uh, I have friends mm-hmm. who, like, watch the PGA Tour fully. I understand how the the uh, the, the PGA Tour f- format works and everything like that. Uh, but that's really not what... Any, I was afraid going into this, I would have to have all this knowledge of everything before I watched it. And no, they explain it all to you. They break it down in the simplest of ways. And it's all about, really, the... I guess you could say the the uh, the democracy, or not the democracy, but the uh, the governmental properties of how golf works. Mm-hmm. Um, there's because there's the PGA Tour, and that's the tour. But now there's a new golf league out there called Live, and I don't know if you guys saw this in the news over the last year. It was crazy huge because. Live is this new uh, golf league that's run by the Saudi government, and oh. and then everybody's like, uh, "Are you going to go play for the Saudis?" Uh, because it's directly financed by the same like people that killed that one reporter, you know. And the PGA said, tour said, "If you guys go play for Live, you are not allowed back on the PGA tour." So it's all about like it, each episode is like following a different golfer and like where they land on like deciding on to go to live or not. Uh, so yeah, it does have, you know, Rory McIlroy and Tiger Woods are in this, but really it's about this newer generation of golfers coming up and where they decide, like, are they going to stay with PGA tour or not? Mm-hmm. It is very fascinating. I enjoyed it. I watched the entire thing in two days. Yeah. Yeah, so. I've heard good things. I just haven't been able to dig into it yet. Um, so we'll yeah. see if I get a chance to. Yeah. Uh, my buried treasure is what I hesitate to call treasure because I actually didn't like it that much. Uh, but I think it's a it's a lot of it is a me thing. Is it's this two just, weeks in a row you're recommending something that you don't want to recommend? I very clearly don't call this a recommendation section of the podcast. Um, because you know you can find treasure that you don't like. That uh, is that is true. That is true. This is very um, true. No. This will be somebody's buried treasure. Okay. Uh, and, and I honestly don't know how buried it is, but I, I saw uh, Infinity Pool now that it's available for rent or purchase uh, digitally. And this is uh, Brandon Cronenberg's uh, latest, who also did uh, Possessor, um, which I had pretty much the exact same reaction to, which is Cronenberg, Brandon Cronenberg is probably the director whose visual style and movie making is the most uh, technically sound and interesting to me who just decides to make movies that are not my kind of movie. Um, And uh, that's not meant to be any kind of like passive aggressive backhanded compliment kind of thing. He's so talented. I just, his interests aren't my interests and his, Desire to uh, really go um, body horror and those kind of things just isn't just isn't up my alley. But I will tell you, Infinity Pool is a really interesting sci-fi concept, um, and uh, I I really 
if if this is a different movie in what it's interested in focusing on, I think I I absolutely love it. But um, but yeah, it's just not quite for me. Um, but Infinity Pool uh, wanted to mention that I had seen it. So well, you know, I, so, yeah. he's the son of David Cronenberg, so yes. you can't expect him to go and make Paul Blart You know, it's yeah, it comes by honestly for sure. Yeah. Uh, all right, Dom. What is your buried treasure for the week? Well, this might uh, rile up some some listeners, but the DCEU will never be as good as the MCU. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I heard Andrew's feelings. <laughs> I just feel like there's, for one, they're so far behind now, but they can never. They can't write the shit. They try and they're trying too many things. They do something. They take it back. They go this direction, that direction. I just feel like it's all over the place. There's no continuity. And even with James Gunn at the helm now, I I just don't know if it's ever going to be what it was supposed to be in the very beginning stages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch something from the DCEU that made you think that? Or no, I think I think the, what really first. So this is just like it, a hot take. Then You're yeah, it's like yeah, a hot take. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I just see. all the news coming out, the fact that they made a whole uh, was it Batwoman, Batgirl movie, yeah. and then decided that it wasn't watchable. That makes no sense. That you spend that much money and don't put it out. We've seen movies that are bad and they put them out like why can't you i don't know it just it's irritating as a comic book fan and i know that they're chasing the mcu they can say they're not but they are and it's just not going to happen now so dom's buried treasure he's he's going digging for the hate mail that he's going to receive <laughs> from the, yeah. the the dcu fans uh you know i don't know that i don't know that you're wrong uh ever is a long time and it's amazing how quickly things can change sometimes. And it takes a couple bad movies from Marvel and a couple good movies from DC, and who knows where we're sitting. I don't so, know. Marvel like, still has the X Men in their pocket. Doctor. Yeah, Doom. but what if they blow it? What if they? What if they make a terrible <sighs> X Men movie? They could. You know? I, I have very strong faith in Kevin Feige. Um, uh-huh. that well, he's not going to be around forever either. That's like, true. That's true. So, but I, I don't think I've ever seen. Any kind of uh, that's I can't say that either. But <laughs> I'm standing by. I'm dying on this hill. <laughs> All go. I'm gonna say, Tom, is that it was 63 years in between when the Wright brothers took their first flight to when we landed on the moon. 63 <laughs> years. If we can do that in 63 years, we can make a good DC <laughs> series. Because right. we, we but- are putting so much more money into comic book movies now than the actual space program. So that is way, 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 way more possible. Amazing. Amazing. Well, uh, there you go. Uh, some thoughts from Dom on Marvel and DC. Uh, Infinity Pool uh, is available to rent and purchase, and Full Swing is available on Netflix. We did it, guys. Woo! We did a podcast. Yeah, we did. Congratulations. Um, very impressed with all of you. Ooh, nice. Um, you did really good. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today for Sif Pop. It is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network, and you can find out more about other shows on the network at studiodna.media or by searching Studio DNA in your podcast player. Huge thanks to Andrew for hanging out again today. Thank you, buddy. Big thanks to producer Phil for producing the audio and video show. Thanks, Phil. 
And thanks to Dom Fisher Woo! from Geek Vibes Nation for hanging out with us today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dom, where do you want uh, people to find your work? Um, I'm the most active on Instagram. Uh, so at uh, the Dom Fisher, that's more like more than likely where you're going to find me posting, whether it's reviews or interviews or posters that I make for a review I just did. I don't really do Twitter. I repost things, but I don't talk on there. I don't want to argue. So I'm an Instagram <laughs> guy. And now and, and TikTok as well on the Geek Vibes Nation TikTok. You can catch me doing a um, video review from time to time. It's a lot harder than it looks. So all these big creators, much respect to you because <laughs> making videos, no matter how short they are, is very difficult. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, so check out Dom Geek Vibes Nation or at the Dom Fisher on Instagram. Uh, as always, love having you on, man. Uh, glad to have you here with us today. Appreciate the invite. Uh, thank you to our SIFPOP members for uh, helping support what goes on here and uh, helping keep Andrew not paid. Uh, you can do that at <laughs> patreon.com slash SIFTPOP. Uh, and we really do appreciate that. It uh, helps with being able to do the live streaming and to be able to run the website and all those kind of things. So we do appreciate it. Uh, and it helps keep us going on this podcast as a vote of encouragement that you're enjoying what you're seeing. So go to patreon.com slash SIFPOP if you're interested in doing that. Lots of ways you can connect with us. Feel free to leave a comment, a rating, or a review at Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen. You can email us if you want. Feedback at SIFPOP.com. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like the show too. So let them know about it and that listening is much easier than getting off the roof of a gazebo when Pablo Escobar is around. Uh, we will be back next week with Creed 3 and uh, something else as well. So we'll see you then.